Hello and welcome to Dungeoneered, a podcast dedicated to discussing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Let's do this. See, that was a good opening. That was flawless. That was flawless. That was perfect. I've never done a perfect intro in my life, and that was perfect. Yeah. Okay. But the excitement has been building. The excitement has been building for weeks now about this lukewarm open. And so, as tradition would have us do, I have to ask you what you think this lukewarm open is about. I am unsure. You said it's going to be really hard to fit into a game. So there's a million things well, it, it depe- could be. That's, not, that's also not necessarily true. It depends on what type of game you're running. And when I mean type, I mean more like what setting you're running. Mm-hmm. That's a hint. So it could be super easy to add into a game. But in my games, it probably wouldn't be unless I wanted to do something different. But oh, is this going to be something now silly? Now that's your hint, so you can guess. Well, you, you, you could make it silly. You could absolutely make it silly, but you could also make it serious. Okay. Clowns. Wait, what? That was my guess. My guess is clowns. Your guess in was certain clowns? Settings, in certain settings, it would be easy to throw in. Um, in other settings, it wouldn't really make sense. Grim You're telling me that the, this whole buildup for weeks and weeks and weeks turned into clowns as your guess. Yeah, this whole time that you've been clowning around, yes, it does seem like Josh, it could I'm be clowns. in you. I thought what? there was creativity in your mind. Well, I'm curious what the topic is. What is the topic? Okay. Are you ready for the supreme disappointment? Okay, yeah. Let's do this. I was wondering, how would you run social media in your D&D oh, campaign? Oh, word. Yeah, that was... That was well, I just uh, finished This is the most up, disappointing um, thing ever. <laughs> the Adventure Zone graduation. Um, it was great. I highly suggest it to anybody looking for a... Um, I mean, the ending didn't, it, it did, I didn't, I would almost say it fall, fell flat, but it didn't feel like momentous or anything. So the ending was. Wait, kinda... are you dissing our brothers? Oh, I love, I love my brothers, my brother, my brother, and me. But yes, I was, You're I was. dissing my brothers, aren't you? A little bit. Um, I just, I, I was not as interested by take, the man. ending of. That could kill of... the podcast. <laughs> it might it might i i don't justin want it can to go on no. twitter and just because i do i do us. i love i love my brother my brother me i travis was a great dm for this season but the ending just it felt a little sudden but um but that's fine like it still was enjoyable it was very enjoyable um but so at one point they they went to like it's like the elemental plane of of um of earth and um Wait. The elemental plane of Earth. Yeah, so there's like the elemental planes where like the elementals come from. So like, isn't there? There's air, like a rock, water, ele- fire. A stone. Oh, there is Earth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it called Earth though? I don't know what it's called. I couldn't think of it. I was just trying to remember. But so they met this this creature from that plane that's really good at traveling through the dirt uh, and rocks and all that uh, called Zorn, and they needed to get in contact with Zorn again. So they traveled to the plane. Uh, near the finale and they they were like okay we got it how do we contact zorn and uh they have uh gmail or geology mail <laughs> yeah no yep that's yep they have geology no. mail so what they geology do is mail yep, on the elemental yep of Earth. you write it you write it on a stone <laughs> and then you slam that stone into the ground and the vibrations that it gives off um send the message 
That is the most my brother, my brother, and me thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it is. It very much is. Uh, but yeah, so they had Gmail. Um, <laughs> and so that's, and I mean, it's not 100% a social media. In, into the earth? Yeah, it's not 100% a social but media. But that's not but, even social media. But it's close enough. Um, How would you run like a social media platform in D&D? Well, like in, so a, in a also, fantasy so setting? This is another thing that's close, but not really social media. Um, I had Greg's list in my uh, in my world. <laughs> Greg's list. <laughs> no. Did you have an NPC named Greg who read like I a did, magic? I did, but they never met him. They never met Greg. Greg um, sets up Greg's <gasps> list in all of the all of the cities, and it's kind of like um, there are these boards. Um, it's kind of like the same type of like adventuring boards where you'll see like, oh, I want this job done for me or whatnot. But it's hey, I'm trying to sell this bagpipes. Or I have an old Greg's list, an old yoke that I'm trying to sell, or like just it's just it's stuff that people are selling in the town. And so there's Greg's list. Um, <laughs> it's only one town though. No, it's it's set up in multiple towns. And then like Greg, what takes like a ten percent cut or something? Yeah, um, I uh, I think it's more uh, what I was having it more be is that each town pays to to. To have the Greg's List service, so uh. Greg's List, Greg's like he he checks the items, make sure they're good, like, and then make sure that they're okay to be posted. So once they're posted on the board, he goes and checks them out. Well, not him specifically, but Greg's List employees will go check it out, make sure it's good, and make sure it's it's okay to be sold at that price and kind of so there is a check service but you can still be screwed over in in greg's list i can't believe you made greg's list one of the uh pcs in my first game we were they were all kind of young and they were all trying like it was their first time playing and whatnot i think in the uh player's handbook uh it says bagpipes are for worth 10 gold and he had bagpipes and like they were they, they were a part of the character and he'd played them and whatnot and he was trying to sell them for the same amount that they were that he originally purchased them for and i'm like that's not gonna work but in every town he would post a greg's list posting for bagpipes bag for pipes? 10 gold pieces so the amount that you could buy a new set of bagpipes he was trying to sell his on greg's list <laughs> did was, did they know it was called Greg's List at that point? Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so, is it still in your world? Uh, Not in the... I have a post-apocalypse world right now, and it's not there. How would, so then how would you add, like, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram on in your post-apocalypse world? The problem is you need, you need something... You need a computer. Like, a thing that they go on. What? Not necessarily. That, I was also thinking if it was like a big, like a uh, a magic. There was a part of me that was thinking like some sort of magic, like tablet that you could. Well, buy. no, so that's that's what I was saying. So you need you need a the canvas for those things to be on. That's why I was. That's a computer is what we have for it. But yeah. like I was thinking, what does it have to be? Which a, a magical tablet is would would be one of these templates or canvases that that it could yeah, be like on like an arcane um, crystal or something i was thinking some sort of like uh some sort of like okay um like a weird cloud like there's a magic cloud that you can send info to and you can receive info from 
like some sort of um or you can send it to the cloud like oh, i'm gonna save this to the cloud um gosh dang it and so i'm th- like that you could do stuff like that where you have like there's some sort of like a mutual source of knowledge or thing where what if you okay i'm gonna go totally abstract mm-hmm. i'm gonna go totally abstract you make a like a tribal barbarian tribe who okay. when their ancestors die they can they store their memories and their uh like their memories and personalities into these like stones and you can like access those stones and somehow communicate with others of your tribe through them including all your ancestors and they're all saved in the cloud <laughs> but it's like a memory rock i feel like that would be too op but in an rp heavy <laughs> world that would be too op i don't um, think so not necessarily not if they having don't know access much. to all of your all of your ancestors knowledge I mean, if you're at, like, I mean, you couldn't do like a giant. I mean, if you did like a little city, or not a little city, if you did like a little tribe, like it's their their little yeah, like people who like are not little, who are not super intel yeah, like not, they don't like, know not about it worldly. Yeah, like and maybe when like the like it'd be really. I mean, depends how silly you wanted to go, but like, say mm-hmm. the the party like walks into this tribe and they start like hearing somehow like they hear voices in their head of like all sorts of different people like essentially tweeting at them. <laughs> It's so dumb. I couldn't. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I just can't yeah. think of a way to use social media that would be interesting in D anD D in a fantasy setting. Besides, like arcane tablets, I guess. Yeah, I don't like, know how to make it like interesting across. or any sort of like consequence to the I mean, story. You could make it super silly. I mean, that's easy. Mm-hmm. You could make it. You could make it incredibly silly. But how do you like you making it interesting? Like. I mean, you have Greg's List. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Mainly because it's just called Greg's List. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know how you would, like... There was another part of me that thought about, like, a magic academy that uses, like, a... And they call it Canvas. A, uh, yeah, well, yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking, like, they use some sort of system that, like... it's it, But it, it's it's, like, used for debate. So, like... It's like entirely about arcane debate and arcane practice and like the morality of certain arcane spells and the, you know, like how people cast different spells and which magic is superior type thing. Like, like it's like a debate platform that could be somewhat interesting, but like, Mm -hmm. I like, I don't know. I don't know how I would do it. I don't know if I like, I I then also thought about like a, just a big like newspaper company that like. Makes, See, okay, if I like, if I okay, if I wanted news. to do this seriously and have some sort of like, it wouldn't really be Twitter, but it would be it would be a way of groups of people communicating with each other, um, in a in a fantasy world, um, I would take like what you said where where it's it's like a newspaper, and it would just the newspaper the whole point of it it wouldn't there would be no reporters, it would purely be people making posts. And so the post can be anything. And then in the next week's article, it'll be like, Jeff disagrees with the post 37 from, from our last week. And he says, and so they all Janet like says, are hi, like, mom. Yeah. It could be anything from that to, to like hardcore debates between each other where people buy six posts to make this long essay okay. almost. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. 
what if you did something like this? Okay, we're keeping this idea, okay? Like you have this group of people mm-hmm. who run like an like an inverse newspaper where like people come to them to give them messages that they post all over and you can like communicate with people throughout the city by using these message systems, right? So very similar to like Twitter where like you can post and then it like people can come into different locations and talk about like I don't I disagree with that post type thing and like they can mark it down and like send it in different weeks of papers like different like the Sunday paper type thing. And what if you like this whole entire like group what if like thieves were using it like a thieves den was using it to like communicate different mm-hmm. houses to hit and different locations to hit These throughout people this are going huge, on vacation and city stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That might be interesting. Like yeah. maybe you had like a a world that was like a there was like one single huge city or something or they use it over long distances to communicate to different groups about what groups they should hit and they have it like coded. That'd be kind of interesting. Hey Aaron, do you have any dice near you? No. But I can just think of a random number on a d20. <laughs> That's not what I need. Um I'm going to pick up a piece of uh, dice from me. Um okay, it looks like it's a d10. Um, so first I was hoping your lukewarm open would give me some sort of insight on which, uh, topic to, <laughs> because this week I had prepared two topics because well, you got to tell want- me them both. And then I will choose because I wanted to want wait to save and it? see what the, oh yeah, I'm going to give you the other one eventually. Um, so I wanted to see what the lukewarm open was because you hyped it so much and that it was going to be this hard thing to implement. And I, I had a revelation about a topic that I wanted to do. Um, and if it kind of fit this lukewarm open, cause it's one of them is going to be also a really hard thing to add into our world. Ah, um, and, uh, I, but I think it would be really cool to do because I haven't seen it done before. Um, well, let's and, just do double hard stuff. That sounds weird, but let's just do <laughs> Yes, that's that's what I was hoping for. Okay. <laughs> let's so just this do week, like double, so, like this lukewarm open is already 15 minutes. So let's just stack it on, baby. Okay, cool. So. Last last week I said I was going to do the Cardassians this week. It's a Star Trek race, oh. but I'm not going to oh, do that. I was anymore. like the Cardassians. I was like, no, what? Cardassians. It's it's uh, their Star Trek race. Um, but instead, this week I had a revelation about one I really wanted to cover because it's so cool and weird. Um, and we're oh, going to talk about not be as disappointing as social media. <laughs> the video game Disco Elysium, specifically an aspect of their setting called the pale the pale the pale Hmm. now before we jump into what is disco elysium uh disco elysium is an incredible rpg unlike anything in recent memory it is set in a setting that feels and can be understood as like an older european setting after a a great war of some sort but it is so much more than that they capture this feeling that a allows almost a familiarity with the setting but upon further inspection this setting is incredibly complex and nothing like anything that we've seen before but you can actually play and never know how weird and different this world is to earth because in this world of Visco Elysium it is not a continuous landmass but there are vast continents of land called isolas that are ensconced by separative tissue and this tissue is called the pale the pale is actually the most numerous 
Yeah, so it's not it's not like a like they're not on a sphere. They're not on a planet if you can if if they're, they're on these flat earthers? like No, no, no. They're on these little like islands that are just floating in this void. And the void is the pale. The pale is the most numerous geological feature on this world. It is a two to one ratio of the pale to everything else. The pale actually covers seventy two percent of what you would, um, of what the world of Elysium is. Uh, the world of Elysium isn't a planet. It's not a continuous mass, as I said. And the pale has many effects that actually make spaceflight very difficult. But despite this, nations have worked so wait, hard. Wait, wait. The pale is like space. Uh, the pale. Okay, so this is the whole thing is me trying to describe the pale. The pale is a colorless, odorless, featureless void. The pale is the antithesis of life and matter. The border of these like isolas or like floating islands in just nothingness are called porch collapse. And in these kind of borders of these of these islands is where the matter is almost like evaporating as it contacts this void this pale it leaves a dark gray cold vapor that then disperses into the pale the longest so, silence of all time well because i'm trying to i ha- you made me jump around my notes so i have to find where the best place oh. to jump back in would be um despite this so despite the the um effect that it has on like space flight and stuff nations have tried very hard to get a good image of the pale of just the world see what it looks like um, I know there's like a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, joke in here somewhere, but I just can't. <laughs> the world can't with get this it. pale appears as vast swaths of land separated by nothingness, emptiness. In these gaps, and even over some of the isolas, dark gray coronas and arcs envelop and swirl. But from the images they have gotten, the world they are on is not whole. It's not a planet as we know it. So did they like first? Did they think they were on a planet? Like, did they think they were on some sort of planet? Uh, it depends on where you were on one of these isolas. So if you were in the middle of them, they're like they're like uh, as big as like America. It's like this huge continent. If you were in the middle of it, you'd think, "Oh, I'm on one huge landmass." And then you go far enough, and you're like, "Oh, there's water there." It's like that where you but you would go far enough, and then you'd see water and then this weird dark gray vapors so and it's you're kinda like, like it's kind of like flat earth at the end of the earth you just fall off and die forever you know but the thing is you can travel into this there are other continents can you just like walk no no you have to you like okay i uh, I'm going to find the best place to jump in cuz yeah better I'm find living yeah in this, you better <laughs> living in the world with this feature of course, led people to try and study it. The study of the pale is called entrop- entrop- entropenetics. Entropenetics. It's like entropy. Um, entropenetics. Yep. Yeah. The lore of the disco of Disco Elysium has many examples of people studying the pale, and many granting it a different name because they didn't ha- they had didn't have this unified knowledge yet. They had everything from 6,000 years back, a group calling it the Western Plain because they hadn't traversed their whole Isola and they believed that this pale was only on the Western side. How big is the Isola? 
they're huge. They're like I said, they're like our continents, which are giant, like Got it. Asia yeah. and, and America and all these things in Africa. Um, the pale is incredibly ominous, and many thought it to be impregnable. The first known expeditions into the pale were a record of eight groups. They were sent out into it. Five groups didn't return, and two completely lost their minds. But the eighth nearly lost their mind, but they didn't because, and I quote, a strict psychological regime imitating the process of creating poetry. Wait, they created poetry so they didn't go insane? No, they had to work their minds in the same way that you do to create things, like poetry. Got it. So they because were, like, the because the, the pale is devastating were, uh, on your mind. The pale. Yeah, the pale yeah, is devastating yeah. on your mind. Um, yeah, they just literally brought a giant book of Sudoku. Is that going? <laughs> uh, what they had learned, though, informed much of future traversals into the pale because they didn't just survive and learn from what they found; they also found another Isola. The traversal of the pale is possible through being able to force the pale into dimension. And in the current era the games take place in, they can even compress the latitude within the pale. They can do this with uh, radio waves shortening their path. So the pale doesn't respect physics in any way. It's like uh, the theories people have about like uh, black holes, how you can fold the er- fold like space between these black holes and somehow like make travel between like from one end to the other like yeah incredibly yeah. far distances by by seemingly matching these two points in space yep, with each space. other yep yeah, yeah yeah so it's like that but if that was just the rule all of the time uh <laughs> traversal of the pale is still not greatly improved the most advancement in the ability for modern aerostatic crafts to pierce the pale is the speed grants less negative effects from traversing it. Aerostatic ships are an interesting invention that wouldn't be as useful in our world, but they are a regular uh, major transport in this world because you can't have conventional rotors or jet engines because they would no longer a add speed when you enter the pale because of its fundamental breakdown of physics within it. Hmm. Even with all of these years of research, it is still dangerous and difficult for humans to navigate through the pale without getting lost or damaged mentally. Some we, even suggest... We build a giant slingshot at the one end of one of them, and you launch yourself to the next disc. Some even suggest... Well, you can't see into the pale until you've pierced it. Some even suggest that these damages are from a severe deprivation of sensation. Others believe it is a weird sense of information held within the pale that overloads the brain. Others think the pale doesn't just stop physics. They believe it somehow also stops psychology. <laughs> Overradiation or excessive exposure to the pale is extremely dangerous and painful. So, civilians are actually restricted to only six days of pale exposure a year. So you have to be... You take all six days at once? Yeah. It's not fun. They wouldn't, they wouldn't suggest yeah, I can't it. can't imagine. But yeah, so yeah, like they, they have laws to limit how often people can travel through because it's just so devastating to do. But the world is just a bunch of these, like, like what we would think of as just our continents separated by 
this nothingness that is that breaks down physics that is hard to travel through that is it's like space but no physics <laughs> it's like space but also it mentally tries like to no kill gravity you. no nothing wait is there gravity in the pail no i the gra it's it's uh it's very like i i I don't know how much is actually written about it. Um, huh. I, I mean, it's probably just their way of like, there's a nothingness and terribleness and void. Well, so the Good thing luck. is, okay, so Disco, it's, it's, this is what is written about in Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium is a game that is uh, based around a book. The book is not, has not been translated into English yet. They are currently working on it because of the, how successful Disco Elysium was. But, so this writer created this really weird world and it's really interesting and just inc oh, it's just it's so good i cannot speak highly enough of this game it's so weird and out there i play it cool. so bad i've never played it but everybody tells me to play it yeah it's it's incredible it's it's yeah it's good it's good so what i wanted to do this week is i wanted to create something weird Something like something the pale. weird. Maybe maybe our world after like the um major deity was killed. Maybe the world broke. Like I don't know what I don't know what we should make. Um but I just think we should make something that is like if you'd be willing to have our world not be a planet as we think of it. Like just let's make something crazy like that something so fundamentally different about this world do we want to stick to like physics breaking stuff or what do we like what do i, I we don't wanna... think we have to i think i think i think it's totally up to us because even just the idea of this is hard in of itself like <laughs> like thinking of something that is like so uh human brains work in such a way that like even our okay. dreams even our dreams are like the faces you see in your dreams, you're not making up those faces. Your brain is using faces you've seen in the real world and putting them in your dreams. That yeah. is Yeah. And so your brain it's it's hard for human brains to try to like do something or create something that is so beyond our realm of reference that this is a really hard task to do. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, before we start, I had a random well, never mind. Maybe that should be for a different time. That's going to be for a different time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what do we want to make? What? Something so... Okay, well, my first thought was, what if we made, like, a world where when people dream, like, those things become real and they inhabit a certain plane? But I don't know if that's been done too much. I don't even know. That's probably been done too much, right? I don't think so. Like... Because you were talking about dreams, but, like if you were to fall asleep and dream of a horrifying monster chasing after you and eating you, there is a so world you're, you're where that is that happening. That isn't created on this world; it's created on some other world. Well, well, what if what if all worlds in this world were manifestations of people, another group's dreams? So this evil god. So wait, so the two, reason this evil god came, came to be is because we here in Dungeoneered thought about it and created it in our mind. And then it became reality in some other place. Another oh plane. my word! Like thinking of it, like <laughs> because yeah, a, a dungeon like master you... created this world in his mind. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes like a real space, a real thing. Yeah, that would be so wild. <laughs> but I don't know how. Like, okay, 
I don't know how you would. I don't know how much you could create off of that, though. Would be my problem. Yeah, that would be hard to, to add things to. But um, I don't even know how you'd make run a campaign around that idea of like people. Well, I don't think, can, it, I don't think you need to have a like, campaign around it, but just like like even Disco Elysium, it is not based around the pale. Literally, it's you could play the whole game and not know that the pale even exists. Okay, I have another idea that's similar along this vein. Mm-hmm. What if we made like a? Oh man, there's so much stuff that I my brain is tossing around. What if we? Okay, first idea. Let's the dive into ideas. What if there was like a plane or a a world that you could enter where you like it was empty and blank. But your mind can create things and change things in this plane. Okay, that's that's too close to what uh, is going on right now um, in Critical Role. Oh, I get, I get. I mean, I guess, right? Maybe. So I, th- I think I like, I like it to be more fundamental, less otherworldly, and more. This is just a thing of the world. Okay, my next thought, my next thought would be. Mine would be maybe we, we just should create something. Act. We should create something weird and different where the city of the gods like crashed and was destroyed. Oh, and like there's that there's that okay, wall that so blocks we, off. Yeah, so we have the huge like plateau that like is right that, is that what it's called a plateau when it rises up and then there's a yep. flat area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have the plateau. Um. Right. So we so could create something there, another... there that was just different. But what would you do? Well, I'm thinking we create like the plateau has like um the uh, like maybe even just do like something like the pale where there is like a clear like emptiness, a uh, just a a line of like nothing and it is this kind of pale, this place between the plateau and the world that is it's like ever it's like all matter in it has died. There is no matter there at all. How would you translate that into like a D&D game if like your players wanted to go go there? Well, that's so I think question. that's the whole point. I think it, I think it, it you it's like a video game where you it it makes this area completely untraversable until they're the right level. Okay. Maybe you can't even hmm. maybe you can't even teleport through it. There's like a okay. There's a part of me that what if when the god city like crashed into the world and created this plateau there was like a huge surge of like magical energy and at the top of this plateau there's essentially mm-hmm. like so you climb up to the top and it's a wasteland right so like there's a there's a large section of it that is a wasteland and when you get to the end of the wasteland so i'm thinking in this wasteland there's all sorts of like creatures like there's you know there's just like raptors or whatever you wanted, like any kind of weird D&D monsters that you can put in there. So like when the players are trying to go through it, it can be kind of like a dangerous area, but um, like this wasteland. But when you get to the end of the wasteland, there is this like, I kind of want it to be, I, I kind of want to like, like a, I don't want to say like a reverse waterfall, but like there's a, there's like a, a wall, like a shimmering wall of some sort. And this is like an area that's essentially like this huge magical storm and field that you have to, cross through in order to get to the realm of the gods where they crashed like the remainder of the realm of the gods yeah maybe there's some like still holy energy there like there's some 
thing that makes people want to go there, but it's just like impossible to. Um, there's a I like I like that idea a the lot. One, there's a spell. I mean, there, there's a spell in D and D. It's like prismatic wall, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That does a bunch of random sh- stuff that shoots random stuff. Uh, it doesn't do random stuff. It has like nine layers or something, and each layer does more and more damage. Like doesn't has different types of damage that it deals. Here, I'm pulling See, it up right there's now. There's a part of me, there's a part of me that doesn't want it to do damage or something to you. Uh, there's a part of me that wants it to like, I don't know, like mess with your mind very much like the pale, where like maybe you start like seeing your worst fears or your like worst nightmares, and like the players would have to do a combat against like a person's worst nightmare and each each individual in this combat is seeing something different so each oh. time the monster goes to attack somebody else it's a different ability and different like thing based off of what their player fears the most or like what okay, would psychologically so, okay. mess them up the most i i i okay i have a i have another idea it's it's similar to this it's it's playing off this um there's a show right now. I don't watch it, but I know someone who does who was talking about it. Um, it's called like Lock and Key or something like that. And I've never heard of it. There's like um, a hallway with a bunch of doors, and each door is like a different person. And so they find the key to one of the rooms. They open it up, and it's it's one of the people in the shows. Their brain. You're literally opening the door, entering their brain. And so the the things that they are facing within there are physical manifestations of them, of different parts of them. So one of them is their fear, or like you might find their anger or whatever. In the show, they like one of the girls, I believe, uh, goes in and kills her fear. And so when she leaves, she doesn't have any fear. She has killed it. And so it physically changes, it mentally changes her because she has killed her fear. Okay. Does that make sense? Is that is that I, I'm gonna build off this idea a little okay. bit. What if we did okay, this is this is gonna be a long roundabout way. But so what we keep this idea of plateau, wasteland, that party would have to like travel through this like destruction wasteland plateau to get to this like field. And in this field, there are emotions, there are like magical energies that just swell within this field, and so people have various effects depending on what your players are characters they make depending on different things like that that you can inflict and maneuver like place on your characters or your players but what i was thinking is um well crap now i just lost my train of thought dang it it was a good idea too well so you did spark an idea in my brain okay at one point i wanted to have um these spirits these demon type spirits i remember Um, now i remember now now that you said that because it had to deal with that Go for it. Um, what if, because like the city was sabotaged and all the gods and stuff were killed, what if like the gods, they're they're like dead forms now, like haunt this energy, this area? Okay, that's that's interesting, and we can go that way. I just want to throw my idea out there first yep, as well. Go for it. So, uh, these demons and spirits and whatnot, um, they are summoned and are manifested in the world when times of great emotion uh, happen, like um, things that kind of draw them in. Um, I think this is similar 
uh, Dragon Age in this way. I think I think it works similarly. Like demons and stuff can sense when the uh, emotion or whatever they are linked to is strongest, and they can kind of try to tempt that person. But what I think of it as is it physically manifest. So I saw what what sparked me to create these things or think about these things and want them in a world of mine is um, I saw a homebrew on Pinterest for these war demons or war spirits. And they're from like the just bones of a old war where there was anger or rage or wrath or like all these different emotions associated with like wars, like these negative emotions associated with them. uh, They create these demons or spirits and so if they if this exists in our world where like moments of great of these high emotion then high emotion would definitely be uh have happened during the fall of the gods the fall of the god and so some of these demons would be there that are these emotions that the the event spurred on and maybe there's a constant war. Maybe there's a war between um, the feelings that the the good gods were having, which were like victory, um, success, or um, peace when they win. Um, and they're facing the negative emotions of the, of the evil deity. Wrath, anger, uh, betrayal. Okay. Does this make any I sense? I like this idea, too. Okay. Yeah, I like this idea too. There's a part of me that, um, like, what if this, like, as I'm trying to think, if somebody enters into it, I love the idea of this, instead of having it be, like, the fears and emotions of people or gods or even um, the evil deity in himself, what if, like, what if, I'm trying to figure out how to word this, but my thought is, like, if you enter into this space there are demons and spirits that feed off of your emotions. And so when you enter into this place, the the party, like different people would have to make different type of saving throws to succumb to different emotions. And these entities like feed off of your emotions. And if you fail on your emotions while you're in there, you lose that emotion. And if you lose all your emotions, you die inside there. Does that make sense? So... Say okay, so, a player walks so I, in. I, I, okay, and... so I like this. So, so it, the base of it is the idea of the strong emotions create these actual physical manifestations of these emotions. Right. They right. each of these emotions that are physical manifestations can pull out the emotion that emotion from a person. Yes. So when players go in there and they're facing them, these. Like, the, they will know who has the strongest of that emotion. Yes. And they start with what you are, what you have the most of. And maybe you have disadvantage on those roles. So you have disadvantage because you're, you you have this anger built into your backstory and you hate this person or you wanted right. revenge and you can on even this thing. Do, yeah. And so, like, the Because I, the I imagine shroud, this to be a high level. The shroud, area. like, yeah, yeah. The shroud, like, creates these scenes to try and like get these emotions to come out so that it can feed on those emotions and take them from you. Mm-hmm. You could even do memories if you wanted to, where you could, 
have it yeah, create so these memories thing. and it, it gets, takes it gets hard when it you. when it comes to these types of things when it's like taking your emotions away or taking your because okay because you don't want to you don't want to take something that is integral to someone's idea of the character so you want this to be reversible in a way but also you want it to feel impactful important that first off that was your weakness that you had were you were so connected to this emotion but also it is possible to get it back no totally totally i mean i don't know one thing that i've learned about my first campaign is trying to limit taking away things from players because it can it can be very um oh yeah it's a it's a very bad slope to get on yeah um it can be kind of annoying but i like the idea of i played around that played around with it a little bit in my first campaign is taking away memories from characters and players Mm -hmm. um and i think it'd be fun if instead of we did instead of emotions instead of taking away like an entire emotion what if it like took away memories and if it ends up taking a certain amount of memories from you you die inside like you die in there and you become part of it or something. So like maybe there's people who have like no memories or emotions that are just like walking through the shroud, like endlessly lost also. Mm-hmm. So that they like the players like could talk to them and they would just be vacant and lost. I think that'd be kind of fun also. Yeah. It's like, but a when you get through into the shroud, these memories are stored within where the gods lived. Like the gods, since they've been so close with humanity and stuff have also, you know, they, they send dreams to people. They send emotions to people. Things like that. Yeah, they have and like so a, can, like a life crystal or this giant crystal. Yeah, they used to connect them to the to humanity in a way. Um, right. So you can it, go it in would and receive. It would receive the um, dreams of their followers. Um, right. But now it only can receive uh, things, emotions that are nearby. So it well, yeah, intercepts so, them from this thing yeah. when it dies so yeah and so what i'm thinking is is this like i don't know crystal or something was once a tool used for good like the gods used it for good so Mm -hmm. but when they died and this void happened this war happened and the evil entity died essentially the spirit in of these gods now reside within the this veil and they're corrupted and so now they take it and they steal it from you and they never like it used to be like you give emotions and give things to people but now they steal and take them away because they're corrupted and dead essentially mm-hmm. so this veil is kind of what you were saying a bunch of spirits that are like intertwined within this like veil like they're stuck within this veil and they're dead and corrupted from the dead god both dying and the fight all of this like all of all of the backstory <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so when you walk in, your mind, things things that are important to you get stolen. So, like, certain memories can get stolen. Um, I even do, like, some certain emotions can get stolen. Like, certain emotions of a memory can get stolen. Things like that. And they are stored within the center. Like, once you pass through the veil, they're stored in this, like, crystal. And I think it'd be fun to have, like, the players do, like, a, like a mission even where, like, they're trying to go and, like, get a memory out of this, like, vault. Like maybe it's like the chamber of memory or something. Like maybe the gods mm-hmm. kept memories, very similar to I guess the lukewarm open that we talked about, <laughs> in terms of like a memory rock. Like maybe gods, the, a lot of gods like stored and kept their ancestors' memories, and so maybe they have to go in and try and find a certain memory, um, 
which could be also be really fun traversing like a, a field of memories to try it is but i also want to i do want to say just looking at everything that we've suggested really through this through this episode we were so close to creating the never-ending story yeah <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that that oh i could create anything with my mind but every time you create something with your mind you're losing a memory like we were so close to that <laughs> no yeah we definitely were but i think it would also it would be fun to like and maybe, maybe, like we, this... maybe we even have that be a feature of this area like you could create something with your mind like maybe we have that be a part of this of this veil you create you can create things with your mind while you're in there it just takes something yeah yeah i like that like a give and take thing too mm-hmm. and i think what you would do is you create different entities like different gods that are like their spirits like their dead corrupted spirits that manifest and you could like they're like some of them would talk to you and try and can like try and do deals with you to convince things you could make somebody a warlock patron out of one of these spirits like this one always tells they, the truth this one always tells a lie do you go left yeah, or right? Like that, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. But like stuff like that. And then what, I'm, what would be really fun too is when you get into the city is you make like a, cham- a hall of memory or a chamber of memories where when the party gets there, they're trying to find a specific memory and they end up like going through these memories and they have different challenges within these memories to try and find the memory they're looking for. So maybe they end up one time in a castle siege and you have like a combat where they're trying to fight off a you know, like an endless wave of monsters and enemies. They're like completing this memory. And then they go to another memory and try and complete that memory until they find the memory they're looking for. And then they walk through that scene to learn what happened during that time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like they end up taking the place, like their characters end up taking the place of important characters in that memory. So if we did like, say we did the betrayal, uh, say we did when King, like the, king arthur killed the bad god with his sword and a few gods like the players would take positions as king arthur a few of his people or like people behind king arthur and they would watch and help and like go and defeat that entity like their players personalities would essentially mm-hmm. like transfer into that memory yeah that's interesting i, I like really that fun. i like that that'd be crazy though <laughs> it'd be mm-hmm. insane and then that'd be fun because like, you would you would get to have them like you'd pretty much get to have them um have like a major final boss fight as they pretend to be these people fighting this god you could but even, the god's already partially weakened at this point and like it's I it's mean, you could even do you could even just all of a sudden give them new character sheets that's but say oh, that's 100 percent what i would do you have you your are you are your character all your faculties this is your but stat this is in this dream this is what you are but yeah you still that was 100 percent what i was thinking thoughts so like all of a sudden they're a level 20 20 fighter or something instead of you know a wizard but they have their brain capacity That'd be really funny memories. to like switch them to like <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, yeah and like I, these are the people that you took took the place of during this memory that'd be so interesting oh my gosh yeah give all of them high cr stat blocks yeah. And you could even do like, like if I'm, if I, okay, I'm just going to take Caleb on Critical Role for an example. You could even have him have to walk through his memory of spoilers, like burning, you know, burning. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like impactful memories that they have are stored here in this like memory vault, this like chamber of memories. And they can even walk through and experience those again. Mm -hmm. 
maybe even on accident, like they stumble upon while looking for this memory, like they stumble upon like one of your important character backstory stories, like memories. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be that'd be really fun. Okay, since we have like a tiny bit of time, since we have a tiny bit of time, yeah, I wanted 15, to share twenty minutes. Okay, we have quite a bit of time. Yeah. I wanted to share where my mind first went when we talked about this. Okay, with with uh the dead god like dying and creating some sort of weird void. This is totally somewhat not related, but somewhat related. Mm-hmm. What if the entire? Okay, I don't even know how to explain this without it sounding super dumb. What if the like? What if you? Okay, wow, that's let's, so dumb, okay. Aaron. I know. Scrap that. What if you no. created a world? What if you created a world where the entire world was built in like a space station? No, 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 no. Uh, was built with an impending doom of. Like, you were built on the tongue of a giant entity that was slowly closing its mouth, like, to consume your world. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so weird. How would you or even, you, being be born, so you being born into a world that was being consumed by an all-knowing god. You were just born near the end of its consumption. Yeah. That'd be so weird. That'd be crazy. <laughs> like, I think it'd be kind of fun, though, too. We're like, we're... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. This okay. might be season three. This might be season three, but okay. Part of the planet, part of the planet is being absorbed or eaten by a giant god, and you can see the face of this god as it it seems to almost be yeah. absorbing a part of the world. You can't actually go to that part of the world as it's as it's in this thing's mouth, and you see yeah. that throughout the whole campaign, and you have to get strong enough to defeat it. That's yeah. the whole campaign. Like, I think that'd be super interesting. Yeah, like I, I'm I just, imagining I just found that kind of concept right now. to be so interesting. Like you can see in the distance, like this. Maybe you can't even quite make it out. Like you can see, like on the horizon. Like if you were to look at the horizon, see the moon. But instead, like the entire horizon is filled with this, like two nostrils. <laughs> like Titan face. <laughs> you. I mean, you'd have to. I mean, you'd have to put a little thought into it, but. It'd be super interesting. Like, one part of the horizon is full of... I mean, you could even mistake it for, like, a giant mountain. So people think it's, like, some giant mountain. Yeah. It'd be so weird. But anyways, that's where my mind first went with this. Mm-hmm. Like, the world, like, the bad god created this world because, A, it was for his entertainment, but also because he knew there was no point because it was all going to be consumed and destroyed anyways. Yeah. So might as well... uh make it as entertaining for myself as possible before we're all consumed. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that's for a different different season or a different uh world. Definitely. Anyways, okay. back to that void. Yes, this void. What other concepts do we want in there? Well, so one of the things I want to th- I think I like the concept we have right now. I just want to know so why are the why are the players going there? I don't know, maybe one of the like in order to awaken one of these kings, you have to retrieve his memory and restore his memories back to what they were. Like, maybe... Yeah, something like that. Restore whose memory? I don't know. Like, maybe to revive one of the kings, like, to release one of the king's energies and magics. Like, you have to go and retrieve his memories and bring them back to him. Mm-hmm. And that would also be interesting because they'd have to go back through the veil and, like, protect his memories from being stolen. Yeah. Which maybe maybe the god did this on, the evil god did this on purpose too, so that it was a fail safe 
so that you couldn't actually get the go- the one of the king's memories out of this. Okay, wait. Like, so maybe, maybe. Okay. Now, spoilers for anybody who hasn't currently caught up with Critical Role, because I'm literally going to be talking about the episode that came out. Speaking of Critical Role, on Wars Glorious Bathroom, five, and it's amazing. Twenty. 21. So if you have not seen the episode that came out on 5 2021, uh stop don't listen for 5 minutes, I guess. Um but in that episode, um they were there's a whole lot that has happened. One of the players is the is the current big bad because their character died, but part of their backstory was that they woke up in a grave and they dug themselves out. So, the DM was like, okay, I'm just going to take this and use this as the villain. And he, he was, and his name is Lucian and whatnot. But so part of the way that they're hurting him is by reminding him of Molly, this other person that he was when he was the PC. So, maybe the one that the, that the uh, evil deity controls, the one that the evil deity, the... the um, because we said that they can kind of like use a bunch of the different kings as phylacteries, pretty much. Yep. But one of them is his like current tool, like the one that he's currently controlling. Maybe that, like the way to awaken them out of that. Oh, is to go into the chamber of memories. Go into and... their memories and remind mm-hmm. them who they were. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. Yeah, and that yeah. would be like for like you. I think you have to do that. That awakens him enough to to like uh maybe that's part of like the release of the seal like the way to yeah open up the actual deity you have to away do that and then take on the final deity and so this is like high end level mission stuff oh yeah i think that'd be a really good that's a really good idea yeah yeah like you'd have to go and dive through this chamber of memories to find this guy's memories to like restore him back to who he was and like essentially mm-hmm. kick the god the evil out. god's control out yeah by replacing him back with his own self mm-hmm. that would be super fun yeah that's cool i like this yeah and so that would be like a, one of the end game things is you have to travel through this like dead zone that nobody's been like every like we established earlier everyone's been told never to go there because this plateau is where the gods forsake like you know they they but i mean also there's this stuff there which we haven't come up with a name for this like i like the idea of no, like hardly any like i mean I, there might have to be somebody who's gone up there but like nobody even really knows that this is up there like oh, there's yeah, such a big wasteland definitely. before you get to here that like the few people who have climbed up this large plateau haven't even they don't return the wasteland because i mean it's dangerous you know mm-hmm. yeah i like that i like that and then yeah you'd and then what I was thinking, just to build off kind of what I was saying earlier, is you'd have to take this king's memories back through the memory-stealing place. And so somehow you have to find a way to protect those memories from being stolen again by this veil. And like I was saying, it, it could be a fail-safe that was created by the dead god before he died. Like his power created this so that when you were trying to awaken in the last king you could ruin it all like lose it all by having his memories taken by this veil again mm-hmm. yeah because i think that would be a really good purpose for that veil to even be there too in the first mm-hmm. place like he 
before he died, he captured all the souls that died in that battle and created this horrible corrupting veil that steals memories and steals um, things from people, like steals their memories and their emotions. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I like that. Super interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, did we succeed on creating something super different and abstract? Sort of. I think we I think we did. I think we created something good. I think we created something good in this episode. I like it. I mean it's no like pale or anything, but it's pretty close, I guess. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um well thank you everyone um who's uh listened and uh has listened to our other episodes. Um we appreciate you. Um if you listen to the podcast on any service that has uh a rating and reviews, uh please write one and uh let people know what you think. Uh, it really helps the show out. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else, Saren? Anything to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, always remember to be the sharpest barrel in the bunch. See you next time. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, gosh, this is, this is taking forever. <laughs> And now we have to wait again. See so you that next I can time. Say, bye. Bye.